25 pounds, John and Chris, the Bad Dirty Bum Podcast. What's happening, fucks? See any good basketball games the other night, you fucks? I didn't know. I didn't see a good one. I saw a basketball game. Well, I saw like half of a basketball I, game. I saw a, a one basketball team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what I thought was going to happen. Ignore yeah. all the brooms. I texted everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you told me what was going to happen, if you gunned my head at me, what was going to happen in that game, I would have been like, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I, I feel like what happened was Tatum got hurt real early. Like, at first, I didn't think it was so bad because he got right back up and went to the line and took his shots and everything. So I was like, oh, he'll be okay then. It looked bad. It looked worse, but he's, he's up and he's, he's walking. I was like, if it's bad, he'll be, he'd be out of the game right now. And then I was just like, oh, it is bad because he ain't fucking doing shit. He's a fucking decoy out there. Yeah. He's like, he's like Michael Jordan when he was sick. Looks like Michael Jordan when he was sick scored fucking 40 points. 40 points. <laughs> oh, well, I, think, no, I think Scottie Pippen scored 40 points. No, Jordan's Jordan. Jordan was just out there, like oh, he had hitting twenty or so. Let's go, blue. The Michael Jordan flu game. The the quote quote flu game. Yeah. Uh, he just wasn't really hangover. No, he was poisoned. Oh yeah, from the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Flu game stats: thirty-eight point seven rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. Um, how many minutes did he play? Including a three-pointer with less than a minute left. They gave the Bulls a lead they did not relinquish. I want to know how many minutes he played, too. That sounds like he's probably played like 38. Four point a minute, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, sitting for two and a half every quarter. How many did Jordan have? 44 minutes. 44, that, that's way more than I thought he would have for, for that, yeah. Yeah. Um, what a stud! <laughs> yeah, my Michael Jones is the best basketball player of all time. Oh, easily. He might even be the greatest athlete of all time. Uh, debatable. There, there's some, there's some great athletes, like like Nolan Ryan. Still, <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. I mean, you could make. I mean, no, no, Nolan Ryan is not the athlete that Michael Jordan is. No, no. Nolan Ryan was a power pitcher for thirty fucking years. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you could make an argument for like great baseball player, great no, pitcher, but Nolan, not great yeah, overall. Nolan Ryan is a freak of nature. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I he's got a cannon for an arm. I'm not debating it, but like, just on an athleticism on. scale, I'm not putting him in the same ballpark as Michael Jordan. I don't think I'd put most of any baseball player. No, you 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 would have that. to have. It's like a it's a three person list probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm don't even have people in mind. Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, the other two. Wayne Gretzky's one. Wayne Gretzky because he's just like so much better than everyone else that played at the time. Yeah, but like I was just doing pro stars. But like he could lose. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> pro star. I forgot about pro stars. That show was my jam back in the day. I used to love pro stars. What was your favorite episode? Uh, the underwater one. I don't remember any episodes of it. Okay. <laughs> there was an episode where they're underwater. Nolan Ryan pitched for 27 seasons. Yeah. No, he in, he was insane. Like, even in the 90s, he was chucking the ball 99 miles an hour. Yeah, he was fucking, and he was beating up fucking Robin Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was taking fucking line drives to the face and beating up Robin Ventura. That's what he was doing when he was like fucking a thousand. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I think Michael Jordan might be just in a class all by himself in terms of an athlete. Tom Brady. 
Well, I would say Tom Brady is the the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't know about yeah, but just like people who like, like quarterback champion, people who just cannot like he's a he's, he's cannot got, lose. He's got that Jordan dog in him. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say that, but like in terms of like an athletic scale, like Jordan was just like like cutting in shape his entire career. Like they would cut their thumb off to to win, but they'd also cut your thumb off to win. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's their mentality. I feel like that's it's Jordan Brady. That's it. And yeah, and and like Gretzky too. I would put him in there. But like just in terms of like you take those three and you look at their athletic abilities, I think Jordan takes it away. Like, Gretzky has like just. How many Stanley Cups did Gretzky? He played for a long time. I think he only got two or three or four. Gretzky? How many did he get on the Oilers? One or two. I don't think that many. I mean, there's, he had some of the – the game was open, wide open. Have you ever looked at some of Wayne Gretzky's stats from when he was on the Oilers? No. It is fucking bananas. I only really remember him on the Kings. Okay. I want to I give you some stats here. Wayne Gretzky stats. Because they really like, – they're – Fucking absurd. Hockey ref. He won. The Oilers have won five Stanley Cups in seven conferences. Yeah, they won one without him, though. Yeah. After they traded him. Four Cups. Gretzky won. Okay. And he won one with the Kings and three with the Oilers? I'm trying to see. It doesn't. So. He did not win one with the Kings, believe oh. it or not. Played 88 to 96. So you got all four of them with the Oilers? I guess. I thought he won two with the Kings at least. Okay. Because they were always like the best team in the NHL games. 1981-1982. Gretzky had 92 goals <laughs> and 120 assists. <laughs> he had 212 points. His plus, mi- his plus minus was 80. Like you, you look at the past year where Parsonak had uh, uh, sixty goals. You're just like, wow, what a great season he yeah. had. <laughs> Ninety-two, sixty-six percent of what Gretzky can do is considered elite. He, he led the league in goals and assists, like at the same time, th- four years in a row. His he had 163 assists in 1985. <laughs> That's so many assists. <laughs> I can't even fathom it. Like, who is even close to that these days? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. nobody. I mean, I mean it's like a, 80 or 90 is considered elite. It's a different game. Yeah. No, just, granted, it was way more. Like, you, you would see. it was There was more points then. Yeah. But, like, still. He had 90 assists in 91, 92. That's fucking ridiculous, too. Yeah. But, like, 31 goals, 90 assists, 38 goals. Absolutely. Like, Fucking bonkers. 90 goals. <laughs> 90 <me>? fucking goals. <laughs> Nine, his goals for in 81, 82 on. 92, go, 92 goals, 71, 87, 73. 52 and he didn't lead the league. Yeah, I could see. I guess 52. that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that now. But at the other ones, I'm just like and blown away. 120, 125, 118, 135, 163. Even... <laughs> Fucking yeah, wild. Yeah. But yeah, then it was like 25, 72, 72 assists in ninety six, ninety seven. He was thirty six. That's pretty fucking crazy too. Yeah. He, led, he led the league in assists in ninety six and ninety seven. Was he still on the Kings then, or did he move? No, on? no, no. He um he went to was it Toronto? 
Toronto for one season. Yeah. Um, then he went to the went back to the Kings. No, or is that the minor league? Hold on, let's ignore that. What I just said. He went to St. Louis. I don't remember for a little him while. At all. At the end of the season, he was like oh, end of the season trade is what it was. Oh, okay. Um, what's TOT? Oh, because uh, they added all of his games together. That's what it was. Um, then he was on the Rangers for the last three seasons. I remember him being yeah. on the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gretzky. Yeah, the, there was one like situation like this where I'm just looking up his stats. Like, holy fucking shit! Yeah, I I always knew he was like the the best hockey player ever, but I didn't realize it was like 90 goals. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought it'd be like 70. Like, what's the uh, goals per game in 80s? Let's say. And then teams average 4.1, four goals a game. Bigger net though, right? Bigger net, smaller goalies. There's three goals. So there's one goal a game more. Yeah. Which doesn't, that doesn't really make up for, there's I, also the craziest fucking team ever. I think that, uh, that kind of speaks for like a, a more exciting game back then. Yeah. I think that uh, it was a very exciting game in the 80s. Those Edmund team, team teams were crazy too. Different game back then. Fighting was uh, encouraged. Nineteen eighty one, eighty two. League was littered with goons. Lee Fogelin, Grant Fior, um, Yuri Curry. Hi, I'm Yuri Curry. <laughs> Mark Messier. <laughs> Do you know who the goalie, the backup goalie on that team was? No. Andy Moog. M-O-O-N. That spells moon. Mm -hmm. All right. Baby, can you take your man? He's a righteous man. Are you singing uh, Will Ferrell? No. I'm uh, I'm doing Randall Flagg from The Stand. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. The Stephen King book. Randall Flagg is basically like a, a demon sorcerer. He wears all denim. and He has like a mullet. Pretty pretty great character. <laughs> Demon Denim Dan. Exactly. <laughs> just name the episode. <laughs> Demon Denim Dan. 3D. 3D. Uh, where yeah. do you think the Celtics go from here? Fucking cut Jalen Brown. Cut him. Um, I mean, he was a no-show in the series, unfortunately. With Tatum's injury, he really needed to step up and be the guy. And he just he was took, hurt. I he, get it, but the only person who deserved to touch that ball yesterday was Derek White. Derek White, uh, the hero of Boston for Game Six. Yeah, what, what a heads up play. Let's, yeah, let's focus on the good stuff. Tatum would have <laughs> Tatum would have got one too. If it went to the right, he would have also got. Well, it. that's that's what Miami said. Spolstra said, and after the game, he's like, "We took we we schemed it to take Tatum out of the the equation." Well, Tatum, if you watch it, he ran to the, the other both side of the both sides of the. That if there's a rebound, he, they're both ready for a tip. Oh yeah, Tatum was up there ready for it too. It just it bounced right to Derek White. It's crazy that it happened, but yeah. Um, but did you see what Derek White did during that play? So they take they take Tatum out from inbounding, so they can't inbound to Tatum. Yeah. So get Smart wide open. Smart chucks it up immediately. Derek White actually posted up first, like pass it to me. I will shoot and score. And uh, when he saw that, uh, Smart just chucked it up. 
um he ran up like beyond it and got the rebound like really heads up stuff like who's inbounds it squares up beelines it gets the rebound scores in time all in three seconds Al horford Just incredible Al, Hor- Al horford needs to retire unfortunately yeah i think he he ran out of steam or like i think playoff al showed up and play he, uh, a lot less I, minutes yeah playoff al was there for the hawks and for a little bit of the 76ers but he really like once he stunk against the 76ers he pretty much playoff stunk al should have cost the celtics game six <laughs> you know how do you foul in that situation okay so i will say this about that play if you go back and look at it uh jimmy butler double dribbled and it was a no call i mean there's a double dribble on every play and there's no call uh, they called Tatum for tri- for carrying when he yeah didn't. you don't call you don't call a double dribble when you're in the NBA and it's an exciting last play. I don't know he he that should have been called. The double dribble happened first and then he ran he just basically like just jumped it to Al and shot the ball. It was it was pretty terrible, but it was a foul. Yeah, you you let him take that shot if he hits it. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think Al was trying to to foul. I don't him. think he was either. But also, Jimmy Butler has just made a heads up. You also like, have to make I'm sure you, jumping into you. You have to try not to foul him. Yeah. More so than hope you don't foul him. At least plant your feet. Yeah, just don't do that. Don't give him three fucking shots when you're up two with three seconds left. And, and again, I think it was just. I don't think it was his fault necessarily, but. Um, that whole the last three minutes of that game was just garbage from the Celtics. Just they couldn't hit a, a shot, and that was sort of the end of them. Too. Twice they got, they got fucking lucky that they even got up a second time. Yeah, because Jalen Brown got fucking technicals on top of goaltendings on top of. Yeah, know, they got a four point play. They got a four point play that they really didn't deserve. They really, yeah, I agree with that. That was I was like, well, that was a freebie. Yeah, but still, uh, if it was if the game was called right, that would have been also, a double dribble from the Celtics. How does Duncan away. Robinson miss two wide ass open threes? Considering how hot he was, too. Yeah, like that fucking like, he hit one from a fucking twenty twenty seven feet. Twenty seven feet. Maybe it's like twenty <laughs> feet, but that's not even a three. Yeah, he was he was a good he was a good almost behind the uh, a good a good almost. <laughs> he was a good almost behind the the line of uh, to hit that shot. Yeah, he was a Shaquille O'Neal behind the line. I've never <laughs> seen a team deserve to lose more than the Celtics did. It wasn't that they deserved to lose; it's that they didn't do anything to deserve to win. because they, they really needed Brown to step up in that. Really game, give away? You just fucking no show in Game Three. They no showed games one through three. Yeah, but they really they got killed in Game Three. They got killed in Game Three and Seven. Yeah, they sh- they could have won two. They should have won two. Yeah. But yeah, they Yeah, they gotta change some shit. So also, that coach is a dickhead. You don't uh, like Missoula? No. He, everyone likes Joe Missoula. Haven't no. you got on the internet lately? No. Everyone just loves Joe Missoula. Do they? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's just like I, I feel like uh after game three people were talking about firing him because he was he lost the team and all that. And I I kind of feel like there's a little bit of Jalen Brown giving up. There's a little bit of the team just not having anything beyond Tatum to really rally behind. Like, yeah, Marcus Smart and Horford are leaders and stuff like that, but Tatum's the guy on that team. Like, everyone was shitting on Marcus Smart. He's the only one For that had the fucking balls to take a shot. Just, what, what are they shitting on Marcus Smart for? He had a good series. Being Marcus Smart. He had a good There's no reason to be mad yeah. at Marcus Smart. 
He did. If you don't like Marcus Smart for the series, let me take you back for the past five years and just show him chucking up threes at the end of games and be like, oh, is this the Marcus Smart you like? Because this isn't the Marcus Smart that I like. He does still do that, but like... It's it's way dialed down since they got Brogdon. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Yeah. Brogdon getting hurt was no good, but also like Grant Williams is a stiff. Get Grant Williams off the floor just so you don't like get tricked into thinking he's going to be good. Um, I don't even think he's a bad player, but holy shit, he sucked. He had had good games five and six. He had a he had a good game four. Maybe it was four and six. He he had two good games in the series. I'll give him that. And And he had solid defense against Butler. Game six, he was fucking off. Was it six? Was it four and five then? He had, he, had two, he had two really good games this series. Yeah, he was terrible in six. Okay. But, yeah, Derek White should have been the uh, series MVP for the Celtics if they won. Um, Marcus Smart, I thought, had really good good games when the Celtics were winning. Uh, more of a defensive guy in the first three. Like, you're not going to win when, when uh, Marcus Smart's your best player on the court. You know what I mean? Like, if Tatum yeah. and Brown can't can't win you games, then you're not going to win the game at all. I mean, not not you're not going to win Game Seven against fucking Jimmy Butler, who's trying his hardest. Yeah, Jimmy Butler showed up Game Seven. Uh, Bam Adebayo showed up Game Seven too. Uh, Nate Robinson, obviously. Nate Robinson. Uh, not Ray Norms. What was his first name? Duncan Robinson. Duncan. Yeah, what? He, he, <laughs> he was okay. Yes. Um. Fucking. Who's the fucking asshole? Vincent. Uh, Gabe Vincent? Not Gabe Vincent. Uh, Martin? Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking of. He, he killed us. Uh, yeah. Good. Sorry. Yeah, they stunk. It's, it's, not that, it's, it's not that the Celtics are a bad team. They're a very good team. They should have beat this Heat team. There's no excuse for why. There's they, no one they, they should lose to. And this, they should really—they're the best team in the league. They should be. Tyler Hero was hurt too. Like he's yeah. one of their better players. So to have the Heat down a man, have Jimmy Butler battling injuries, it's like okay, their best player is Bam Adebayo. Like you should beat this team in four to five game, games. Match. They should have swept them. Yeah. But the problem is they didn't show up. Yeah, they've. It's like unacceptable how little they tried. Like and like agreed. Yeah. Also like. I don't. I don't. Want, I, don't ga- I don't want to root for pussies. I don't put, I, and that's why I don't want to put like, this on Tatum. Max, because but Mac Jones would have a spot on this fucking team. <laughs> um, that's why I don't want to put it on Tatum because he hurt his ankle and he's still he's still out there playing. So, like, even if he wasn't great, he was still trying. But that, well, that's why I said it, it's kind of more on Jalen Brown to like s- be the man. Here. Side note here: Who do you want leading your football team? Mac Jones at Taylor Swift or Bailey Zappi hanging out with McLovin at a Celtics play at a Celtics <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals game? Uh, you know, uh, I don't mind Mac Jones going to a Taylor Swift concert. That's fine. Um, you know, it's just she's the most popular musician in the world, so whatever. It's a big, big show. Whatever, I don't care. Well, uh. Bailey's happy going to a Celtics game, showing Boston pride. It's hard not to like Bailey's happy. It's hard not to like Bailey's happy. <laughs> it's 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 hard to like Mac Jones. It's hard not to like Bailey's happy. We're zappy freaks around here, you know. Uh, I. With that being said, I'm more comfortable with Mac Jones at quarterback, especially now that we're going to be signing DeAndre Hopkins. 
<laughs> which, which again, is totally going to happen. If we have ever paid attention to the internet, it's not going to happen. He fucking hates Bill O'Brien. Like, it's not like they, they got to pay him. I think they'd pay him. I don't think that's the issue. I think number one, Hopkins wants to go to a winner, and number two, he doesn't want to be around Bill O'Brien. I think he would like if 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 New England paid. Like, well, that's the other thing too, because Arizona is paying his full salary this year. Yeah. So it's like he's just looking around, being like, "Oh, where should I go?" Well, it's uh, like, dude, just go to the fucking Chiefs. Are they paying his full salary, or they definitely it's, have to pay? It's twenty two point three million he's getting yeah. from the Cardinals this year. Yeah, they also have they're taking on his full cap hit. So they call it full cap hit too. Yeah. Um. So like, go to the Chiefs, go to the Bills, go to a winner. Is what I would go to Philly. Um, who who else is good in the uh, the NFC? Go to Seattle. Go to Dallas. Yeah, but I don't want to root for Dallas. Do you want to root for DeAndre Hopkins that bad? No, I'm saying like if he wants to win a championship, I'm not saying about winning. I'm just saying like go go to a good like Dallas definitely makes the grade, but like. They're kind of a loser team, you know what I mean? Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. Yeah, let's really let's just bury the fucking Patriots. But uh, he could go to Miami. Miami. Uh, Miami's gonna suck this year. I think they'll be a thorn in everyone's side. It depends on if uh, Tua Tungo Bailoa. I think much like the AL East in baseball, I think the uh. The uh, AFC East is going to be a very difficult division for the next few years. It's fair. It's it's going to give whoever wins whoever wins the division is going to have fits with their divisional play. Like I don't think there's a weak link in this division now. If there is, it's the Jets. But even still, can you even call them a weak link anymore? I don't think so. No. Like maybe it's the Patriots too. But like honestly, the way they revamped the team with better coaching, better offense. Like I don't know. I have I kind of have faith in the team. Like I don't think they'll stink. They just have a terrible schedule this year, so they'll. I think they'll underperform. Yeah, I think in the next couple of years, the Patriots will make a decent playoff run. They need to get a quarterback first. They don't have one right now. <laughs> I think Mac will be all right. Um, Mac Jones won't be the starter by week six. It's it's the the sophomore slip. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a possibility. That's that's definitely in the cards. Like Billy yep. and Af- Billy ain't afraid of fucking pulling a quarterback in favor of a young up and comer. Yeah, here's the thing: when you're a bad team and you have a bad quarterback, and you have a you think this is we're getting into Commanders territory. <laughs> like the commies. Do, do, they, do they got do they got Taylor Heineke? No, he's gone. I know. Where'd he go? But is Taylor, is Taylor Heineke and and uh, Bailey Zappi one to one equivalents? Oh no, no, I think. Uh, Taylor Heineke had lightning in a bottle, and Bailey Zappi, I think, probably has a little bit more like longevity. I mean, Heineke, Heineke was one of those guys who you plug into a situation where I think Zappi could just go. Plus, Bailey Zappi never had to play for like the USFL or the the AAF or anything like that. Not yet. <laughs> Not like Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Football! What could have been? Number one overall pick. <laughs> add, no. add him to the jersey. He was not. 
The, the, uh, first, I mean, first, first round, round pick. Yeah, That's what like, I meant. He was like number 24, I think. First round pick. Sorry. It, well, he was on the, the Browns, so he wouldn't have been that high. I think they had a high pick that year. Or they had someone else's. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I can spell Johnny Manziel. He's for the for the zappers of fan control football. Oh, he's in that the the uh, arena league. Yeah. Okay. He was round one, pick twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. So they must have had multiple picks then. Let's see. Or they uh, traded down or something because it's the Browns. They must have had a high pick. You would think so. Like, like this is the Browns 10 years ago. They were the worst team in football. They were, I believe there was a year before they went over. It wasn't the year after. So this was 2014. Who was that quarterback then? Colt McCoy. Would have been. I mean, there's an entire jersey of Browns quarterbacks. So, like, it's, it's hard to know which one is which. There's probably four quarterbacks. For I, wish this, I wish this gave me a. Uh, this is the Michael Sam draft. Players. Oh, there we go. Uh, Beckham. Odell Beckham was a uh, quarterback. Jarvis Landry, I think, was in this one. Odell Beckham was a quarterback. I mean, uh, it was a was a pick. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the. The Browns took Justin Gilbert with pick eight. He's a cornerback that I couldn't tell you much about. They have the eighth pick. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. They, I, can't, I can't envision the Browns having anything less than a top 10 pick in the 2010s. And then they took fucking Johnny Manziel. 2012 Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel. I understand the the allure of him too, so like I don't think it's a terrible pick to to take him as for your second first round pick overall. Um, like I I get why they did it. I don't think it was a stupid pick. It's just like, you know, he's just one of those first round qu- qu- quarterbacks who just could not do it. Dude, and I, and I, I feel like Mac Jones is a lot better than this draft. Fucking for the most part, sucked shit. Who number one? Number one overall? Yeah. 2014? Jeez. You don't have to tell me. I have no Jadavian idea. Jadavian Clowney. Okay. Who, like, was not necessarily bad, but he's not as good as he's supposed to be. He's not a first overall pick. Number three level. pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would have been uh, Fournette, no? No, Blake Bortles. Bo- oh, okay. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four was Sammy Watkins. The fourth pick in the fucking draft. And then Khalil Mack, who obviously is a fucking monster. Yeah, uh, he turned out to be okay. And Mike Evans was good at number seven, so I mean, fine. Eric Ebron? Barf. <laughs> Odell Beckham's good at number 12. Aaron yep. Donald's good at 13. Yep. Uh, CJ Mosley's good at 17. Uh, Brandon Cook's at number 20. Hi- oh, Haha Clinton Dix at 21. I guess he was he's been pretty good for Who is who did the Patriots pick in 2014 for? Uh, uh, they yeah. traded they they weren't in the first round. They were. They? And I was actually going to get to that. Who were they Don't tell me. I, I He was the pick after the Carolina Panthers picked Kelvin Benjamin. Remember that <laughs> fucking fat stiff? <laughs> Former Patriot. Oh no, he was, uh, no, he was in the B- Chiefs. Bills. 
he was on the Bills at one point. Was he? Yeah, that's where I was thinking of. I was because yeah, it, uh, what a Patriots he, drafted a defensive tackle. A defensive tackle. So this would have been uh, fucking uh, not Chandler Jones, was it? No, this Chandler Jones had already won a Super Bowl at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, this is not. He might have already been on the fucking uh, on the Cardinals by now. No, he he. This that was. I just realized that was the year. Uh, Twenty fourteen was the year before they went to Seattle. So he was okay. On the so he's still on the team. Yeah. Um, the answer is Dominic Easley. Yeah. See, I don't remember him. That's on a the real team shit pick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater. Kyle Van Noy was drafted by the Lions that year. There you go. All right. Devontae Adams drafted that year. Allen Robinson, Travis Landry. Good receivers that year. Yeah, good receivers and defensive players, except for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who else the Patriots picked, but they had some. This was 2014. This was were- in the middle of their real shit drafts. So, hey, we can do it. I can look it up. He would have, uh, they would have picked 2014. Who would have been on the Patriots draft at this point? Oh, fucking. How do we miss the second coming? This is the Jimmy G draft. That's who I was thinking. I was like, it was a James White was in this one. Jimmy G was at 62. Um, let's see. What else we got here? P- Brian Stork. Yeah. At uh, pick 105. Uh, James White, yeah, James White. So that means this was also. Oh no, never mind. Uh, Cam Fleming. This wasn't so bad. Malcolm Mitchell on this one. Maybe it'll be later in this draft, so we'll find out. I have to. I have to just flip through every single one. Uh, John Jalapio. I do not remember that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Did he even make it our training camp? Is Pick- that? Patriots draft so many stiffs. Yeah, Zach Moore, Jamea Thomas. Or can, can you tell we're to the late middle because the Patriots have a million picks? Uh, Jeremy Gallon. Yeah, like this is you're basically playing like old school Madden fantasy. After players retired, you do a draft and they just make it up players. It's just like generating random fucking players. That's what the Patriots draft. Looking at uh, let's see what the uh, who the undrafted Cody Parkey was undrafted in this. Cocksucker. Oh, you know who was on? Uh, Patriots legend was undrafted in this draft. Undrafted. Legitimate Patriots legend. Would it be? Uh, no, it couldn't be Edelman. That was weird. no, no. He was drafted in the seventh uh, round. Jeez, legitimate Patriots legend. Legi- oh, Butler. Yep, Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian, <laughs> yeah, I think you're you're spot on just for one play. He was also really, I mean, for <laughs> one play, but like he's the legend behind why they lost to the Eagles because <laughs> they didn't play him too. Yeah, he had a good 2050, like the next uh, 20. Uh, geez, Adrian Phillips was undrafted in this draft too. I'm trying, to, trying to think of how long Butler was on the Patriots. Now he 2015, 2016, three, three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. The Super Bowl year? The last Super Bowl. The, the year after. The year after, when they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. When they didn't yeah. make it to the Super Bowl. He was, really, he was really, really good that year. Because the, uh, the, the Broncos, it was the 18-16 game. Yeah. Then the, the next year is the year that they got, um, who's the guy that was super fucking good? 
who's their best player for two or three years. Fuck the cornerback. Oh, uh, fucking yeah. Like, uh, Jesus, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, they had there's the the year that they didn't play him in the Super Bowl was the year that they got Gilmore. Yeah. And like, yeah, we'll I just believe have. That's Mr. Gilmore. I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's position. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's Patriots draft talk. I think that's good. Um, would you get enough sports in? There's there's plenty of sports entertainment to get to. Yeah, did you watch any sports? None of it. None of it, huh? None of it. I'm you- not watching. Any, I'm not going to watch any of those Saudi shows. I understand. Unless something particularly cra- crazy happens, like like uh, Goldberg Nothing. can't lift the Undertaker. Like I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that happened. Uh, I read the results and it looked like it was pretty good. I, I a will pretty say good show. this for WWE doing their Saudi show. Three women's matches back to back. Yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't think it was a lot of women's matches. Three back to back in Saudi Arabia. Kind of, I, I, I kind of dig it. Like, fuck you, repressive Saudi government. We're going to show you what's what. And so they, they trotted out two really good women's matches and then one to squash match at the end. <laughs> that was great <laughs> so in typical wwe fashion it's someone's birthday someone's hometown whatever you're going you're not going over and you're going and you're you're gonna put is, someone else is over. nanny nightheart saudi Na- nanny nightheart's birthday was in saudi and she faced rhea ripley for the smackdown women's title and it was a squash match and then after the match rhea was laughing rhea and dominic were like Dominic like jumped up in Rhea's arms and Rhea was carrying him like a child <laughs> and they were both like pointing and laughing at Natty. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is so mean spirited. It's pretty funny to do in Saudi Arabia though. Yeah. But uh I will say this. Uh the Bianca Asuka match was really good. I would say if you put on anything from the Saudi show, that's the one. The Bianca. The Bianca. Um, recently did a, uh, a quick shout out on Kenny Hotz's YouTube channel. Bianca Belair? No, uh, Sp- Spenny's hot cousin. Bianca? Yeah. She looks the same, actually. She looks good. Yeah, she's Spenny's hot cousin. Yeah. She is, she's a beautiful woman. Uh, but one thing I like about Bianca Belair, and, uh, I think she's one of the top level women in the WWE right now, easily. She sells the mist better than anybody. Like, she really puts over Asuka's mist. Uh, do you want to know how Asuka defeated Bianca for the title? It was a good finish. Um, I, I heard fucking our Lord and Savior talk about it earlier today, and I forget what the finish was. So Your you Lord and Savior. Our- uh, so, uh, basically, what happened was uh, Asuka went for the mist. Bianca ducked it and missed it. So, um, have the tussle things happen oscar's on the outside she does like she spits a little bit of the mist on her fingers and then gets back in the ring and bianca puts her up for her finish and she takes her fingers and rubs it in her eyes so she gets the mist in her eyes from her like basically doing like an eye poke and like bianca starts freaking out and that's how oscar kicks in the head and wins i was like that is a cool like great mood of style finish right there that was awesome oscar's really probably my favorite person in wwe Really? Yeah. She's she's awesome. Better than Cody. <laughs> so Cody had an Cody versus Lesnar was an AEW match. Was it? Oh yeah. He was doing his superhero Cody thing. Like 
selling the arm like he, his arm was in a cast like a, a soft cast because of uh the kimura like brock lesnar broke cody's arm so cody was wrestling hurt again so to speak but no it was just it was an AEW match where oh cody's cody like, cody's gotta protect the arm and then he finds out that he can use the cast as a weapon so he's like using like after like he does like he takes a suplex and he lands on his arm and he's like ah my arm hurts so much and then he punches Lesnar with it and he's like oh this doesn't hurt at all now I can just <laughs> use this as a weapon I'm just like god damn it this is what got you booed in AEW <laughs> yeah but it'll work there yeah. okay we're gonna go I'm gonna get the I'm gonna ask you every match from uh was it Night of Champions okay can we do a, a Vince McMahon uh WCW acquisition survey where he's in the ring big pop up up big pop up pump down yeah we can <laughs> do right. that all right that's what i want to do <laughs> okay results so seth rollins versus aj styles uh thumbs up thumbs up yeah it was a good match. so from what i read i believe it was the bleacher report review they all all these matches seemed like they were pretty good would that be correct that would be correct yeah trish stratus and becky lynch thumb up yeah definitely uh, Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Is he calling himself Mustafa now? I don't. I he's Mustafa Ali to me uh, okay. until further notice. But thumbs up because it was a good match. But this is one of those lot of steak, no sizzle type of things because mm-hmm. they haven't built up Ali as a contender, and Gunther is on this historic run. So you knew. Oh, you knew. Also, I've I've argued for Fat Gunther on this podcast before. I'm here to rescind Fat Gunther argument. I was wrong. Skinny Gunther. Skinny Gunther. Okay. I like Skinny Gunther. Yeah. He looks so. He looks so funny, fat now. Um. Yeah, he's probably aside from he's probably the best men's wrestler on the roster right now. Have, he's, okay. He's 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 the best having the best run as a man on the roster. I should say. <laughs> um, Asuka and Bianca. Yeah, best match of the card. Uh, Rhea and Natalia. Squash match, whatever. Uh, Bork Bork and Cody. Yeah, it was fine. Um, the main event. Uh, it was overbooked in a lot of drama, but the match was just whatever. Okay. Like it was, a, it was a fine match, nothing bad, but but it was more about the the over the top storyline at this point, which I'm kind of over. I'm gonna be honest. Seems like they're kind of trying to. They're stretching put a, it out. Put a bow on it. No, they're st- they're they're stretching it out because they had the Usos turn on. Uh, on Roman? Roman, yeah. yeah. Oh, or Jimmy just turned on him. Jay just sat there looked, looking shocked again. That's his thing. Whenever something big happens, Jay, uh, Jay just looks on. He's just like, oh, no. Which one's the drinking and driving her? I don't know. I don't remember either. So, Belair's reign, how many days? Oh, geez. From SummerSlam last year. Uh, jeez. Or not so much, I'm WrestleMania last year. Uh, 400-ish. What would be a cooler number than that? 420? Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, it just, it just so happened to be on the Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, um, it, it was time. I, I thought it was time at WrestleMania, but it did fine. Whatever, do it here. Okay. So then we're gonna go to that. Would you? What grade would you give that show? A grade? I would probably give it a a B eighty five. B eighty five. Yeah. Bingo. Okay. 
Now we're gonna we're gonna go to the double or nothing. Yeah. Okay. And I also read the reviews for this, and it doesn't sound. Gotta tell you, didn't seem like I missed much. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with that. Okay. This was not my lord. Our lord and savior did not. Of course he didn't. He didn't review it. Oh, okay. To the best of my knowledge, because I, I, I would have figured he just poo pooed on everything. Um, six man tag for the uh, for the uh, pre show. Uh, Jeff Hardy seemed to hurt his leg. Uh, there was a botch that looked kind of scary because he tried to go for Whisper in the Wind and he just fell back. Um, so Jeff looked a little banged up. Uh, but other than that, it was just your normal warm-up match. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Okay. No, there was nothing bad either aside from the botch, which I think was more to do to... Because it looked like he hurt his ankle before that happened, but he still tried it anyway. So Okay. Um, this is my... I didn't watch this. Okay. Um, am I to understand that Orange Cassidy defended the title in a battle royal? Yes. And won. And won, yes. Um, so here's my opinion on this battle royal. It was fine to have it for a title, and it was fine to do this, but I'm going to be honest, there was about five or six people just standing on the outside for half the battle royal, and then they got in halfway through. Um, so it's going to get a thumbs down from me until the ending, which gets a thumbs up because they did it. the last couple people in there were, did a fine job, but okay. as a battle royal itself, I wasn't too enthralled with that. They had no surprise entrant. Uh, no, it was mostly tag team people and orange Cassidy. So it, this is, this is like having the Andre the giant Memorial battle royal before the U S title. Exactly. Okay. Precisely. So yeah. shit. Uh, I would say the battle royal part was mostly shit. Yeah, there was still good stuff that happened. Uh, Commander and uh, all the luchadors were in this match, so it was still exciting. But at the same time, it it just pissed me off that so many people were on the outside not participating, and then they got in halfway through. It's just like, okay, then why don't you do this? Why why do you even have a battle royal? Why is it just everyone on the outside just waiting? You know? Yeah, it kind of defeated the purpose of a battle royal at all. So. Thumbs down for me, but thumbs up for the ending. Um, Cole versus Jericho. I'm going to be honest. Missed most of it. I saw Sabu uh, hit Jericho with a chair, and then I went and made dinner. So this was my uh, sorry album, Cole. I like you a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. So I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Can't review it. Okay. Didn't watch it. Uh, FTR versus Lethal and Jarrett. Thumb up. Thumb up. This was a Memphis-style wrestling match. Uh, a lot of drama. A lot of the fuck word. Uh, Karen Jarrett was there. Don't you touch my fucking husband. <laughs> Looking hot. Uh, FTR. <coughs> FTR is wrestling as a babyface, like, Midnight Express right now. Okay. And, uh, like Jarrett and Lethal were like dastardly heels. It, it was it was a mem- like go back and watch like the Smoky Mountain stuff on the network if you or, or Peacock if you can or on YouTube or whatever wherever. And this match would fit right in. You could put this match like take the the aesthetic out and just put it in Smoky Mountain wrestling. Perfect. Okay, that sounds like something I'd want to watch. Thumb up for me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And the build-up to this feud was really good, too. It's like, a, like you know Lethal and Jared aren't winning the tag titles. You, you already know, so it's like, 
how do you keep me interested? Oh, you do a bunch of goofy skits with uh, Mark Briscoe and Jarrett and Satnam Singh on the, the Briscoe farm, and you make it really fucking hilarious. Okay. Is ODB there? No, no ODB. Sorry. <laughs> but but they o- did a really good job building this feud. Up. ODB should have been uh, Mark Briscoe's tag partner until they lost the Ring of Honor titles. <laughs> um, Wardlow and Christian Cage. Thumb way up for this. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say like it was just a mediocre ladder match. Um, and I say, and I would, I would agree with them just because the latter match has been so oversaturated over the past couple of years that like, it really doesn't mean anything anymore. It's like a cage match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is literally a cage match. <laughs> true. But I think Wardlow really kind of, uh, expanded his, uh, like he did a Jeff Hardy swanton off the top of a big ladder through a table to, uh, Luchasaurus. And then he caught Christian falling off a ladder and then powerbombed him from that position. Like, he had a very good showing. So, thumb up from me. Okay. This, this made Wardlow look like a million bucks. Um, women's title? Thumbs down. It was a squash match. Uh, they beat up Hater during her entrance to uh, show that she was, like, you knew she was going to lose it because she was hurt. Um so they they sold an injury, she didn't get an entrance, they just beat her up down the, the entrance ramp and then threw her in there and then three minutes later Tony Storm was the champion. Sounds awful. Yeah. So whereas the Rhea Ripley match was kinda mean spirited but still kinda entertaining, this was sort of just a dud. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Okay. Uh six man tag rules. I'm six man tag match. I think this was awesome. Okay. Um, I think House of Black makes the trio's titles valid. Uh, where they didn't really have an identity before, now they do. Like, House of Black rules, where they're just like, uh, DQ is the dealer's choice because they're fair. Like, if you want disqualifications, uh, you can. You, there'll be disqualifications. If for whatever reason you want to have a no-DQ match against Brody King, then you feel free. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so good. Uh, so yeah, thumb, thumbs up for this. The Acclaim needed something to do in this pay-per-view. Okay. And Daddy Ass got a payday? Daddy Ass got a payday. Really good rap about House of Black having no black people. Like, how <laughs> could you call it House of Black with no black people in it? And then uh, they said uh, Buddy was being cucked by a kid named Dominic. Oh, that's pretty funny, too. <laughs> uh, one of the other lines was, how does Malachi Black get away with blackface? Because he does the, yeah. the eye thing. It was, it was a good time. I like this. People, I think people only didn't like this because there was no build-up to it. Fair enough. Um, the, we'll go, we're just going to call it one match. The, uh, the TBS Championship debacle. Thumb up. Thumb up? Oh, yeah. Uh, Taya made Jade look awesome. This was easily Jade's best match. Easily. Okay. Um, Taya made her look great. The match flowed really well. TBS title means more than the women's title. And, and then Chris Statlander coming back and winning it right after. Really good touch. Now, I, again, I didn't watch this. Am I to understand that this was a uh, Yokozuna Hulk Hogan WrestleMania situation? Yes. Yeah. It was like uh, and it's, it was it was like Hockey Talk Man SummerSlam '88. Okay. Stupid. 
No, it was it was a good angle to, to do because they've already done this a couple times already. That's how Jade's wins are so stacked up. She's done this a couple times and she's won like three or four matches in a night. Um, so they did it again here, and it turned to, like it, it finally came up to bite her in the ass. So it was it was good storytelling. Okay. Uh, and it was a good match too. So the four way, fantastic, thumbed way up. This is the only thing that I saw online that was uh that was not universally liked but for the most part was considered a great match so i think a lot of the quote-unquote wrestling purists wouldn't like the st- the spots they did because it, they did a lot of the trading punches and like you hit me i hit him he hits him he hits you you hit me then i hit you and then you like it was kind of like a looney tunes type of thing so um but like every wrestler in the match did like their uh their like what do, what do i call it their mentors uh moves so uh darby was doing sting moves uh mjf was doing cody moves um you, you did crossroads right yeah um sammy did jericho moves and uh jungle boy did christian moves so like everyone like it told a great story and it was also a great match some way probably the best match of the weekend overall okay and then um, Anarchy in the Arena. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't, if you look at wrestling as sort of like it could be whatever you want it to be, like if you look at wrestling as just like, oh, I just like pro wrestling, like bell to bell, you probably weren't going to like this. But if you look at wrestling as like it could be whatever you want it to be, and then you see Hangman Adam Page taking Brian Danielson and like, sliding him down the banister in the aisle all the way down and then nick jackson throws a trash can at him at the end of it <laughs> like shit like that the band played wild thing for like 10 minutes and uh then the bucks super kicked the singer so they stopped <laughs> i i saw the exploding super kick yes which is like that's a pretty good fmw spot so i'm glad you said that because like a lot of people are gonna probably go one way or the other with this i'm definitely in the four side of it because i mean last year eddie kingston tried to set jericho on fire so like you have to have these like crazy spots and uh i think jim Cornette, even though he hates hardcore wrestling if he watched this he would love this match because there's no fucking chance the bucks got it bad in this match they got it bad oh yeah this was like the most punishment i've ever i've ever seen them take worse Uh, than that than that pro wrestling gorilla match where fucking danielson and who i can't remember who it was we're just like kicking the fucking shit out of him. Was it Roderick Strong? It might have been Roddy Strong. Yeah. So similar. Um, so s- stuff that happened to the Bucks. Um, it was mostly Matt that took the the beating. Um, Cesaro does the big swing in the uh, like the the concourse of the arena, and there's like a one trash barrel like sort of like nearby. And, and, like after a few turns, he just swings Matt Jackson right into the trash barrel. <laughs> uh, he pile drives Matt Jackson into uh, the, a truck bed. And so he's like down for that. Uh, after the super kick with the exploding shoe, uh, Cesaro took Matt's shoe off and threw it into the crowd. And then uh, Moxley put tax in the ring. And with Matt's barefoot, he dropped him foot first into the tax. The diehard spot fucking looks like it sucks. The diehard spot? Yeah. 
When someone has no shoe and they have to be oh, on, okay. on glass <laughs> or tacks or something? No, yeah, it, it, like that's what I mean. Like it looked like if you hate the Bucks, this was the match for you because Matt Jackson just took an absolute fucking beating. Really good stuff. So he dropped him foot first on a bunch of tacks. Then uh, they shoved a bunch of tacks into his mouth, and Cesaro did the uh, European uppercut, and he spit the tacks everywhere. When he hit him? Yeah. Like So like a water spot? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, Nick Jackson just did, like, cool moves and stuff. Like, I don't get why people don't like him, him at least, because he's fucking crazy. Um, Jericho, I'm not Jericho, uh, Hangman and Omega... Um, were sort of like built up as like the main guys, whereas um, Danielson and Moxley were sort of built up as the main guys. Um, but at the end of the match, they did the spot where Callus came in and was like distracting. Omega almost had Yuta up for a one-winged angel, but then he senses Callus is in the ring, so he puts him down and like turns around. And then uh, uh, Kanosuke Takeshka uh, comes into the ring and... Take a shit. Yeah, he turns on Omega and joins up more with the Blackpool Combat Club, and Willie Yuta wins it with a seat bu- uh, the seatbelt roll up. He pins Omega clean right in the clean right in the middle. <laughs> um, so that's the main event. Uh, young up and comer beats one of the best wrestlers in the world. It's because he got boots. <laughs> but overall, yeah, I love this match. If you just like wild shit, then this match is great. Uh, chock full of wild shit barbed wire spots there was a barbed wire poker chip that omega and moxley were like throwing each other on um great stuff hangman like i guess all weekend he was wearing the eye patch everywhere he went and like people like spotted him with the eye patch on and then during the match he took it off and he was fine so he kayfabed it all weekend <laughs> just kayfabed an eye patch yeah <laughs> uh I, I And I've heard that most people are kind of middle of the road with this pay-per-view. I loved it. I was like, worth the money. I watched it by myself. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm certainly not paying any money for this. I understand. I mean, I wouldn't have paid money for it even if I watched it live, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe I'll watch some of it. I, I, I feel like I have other appointment viewing when I get home tonight. Because sure. Do you, do you know what today is, right? Today is March is May thirtieth. I don't know. Season three of I think you should leave. Premieres. Oh, I, that was actually on already. Yeah, yeah. It's, it came I out fe- three a.m. I, I, I put it on. Yeah, I was awake when it came out, so I put it on and fell asleep. <laughs> I think I'm gonna knock a few of those out tonight. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, excellent show. Um. So. Is CM Punk showing up to Chicago? Oh, absolutely. They wouldn't, okay. they wouldn't have had the show there if he wasn't. And it's just, they're just going to take all the disgruntled WWE guys and put them on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's Saturday Nitro. Have you seen the logo? It's the Nitro logo. <laughs> no, let's see it. Oh, yeah, I think I just did. <laughs> um, Which is fine. Like, give me more wrestling. Um if you're kind of dividing the roster up between like the disgruntleds and the gruntleds, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, do, it does look like Nitro. One thing I will point out about the AW pay per view is that they had it wasn't a sellout. Um, I saw a picture that they posted of. Uh, so by the camera, there were like those two sections were pretty much empty. 
and then there was like a part of the balcony that was empty but for the most part it was it looked like a, like a raw from like 10 years ago like pretty well attended like over 10,000 people in there easily i so I, I would say if you're gonna watch anything from this weekend oscar versus bianca the pillar the pillars match number one that that was the best match in my opinion right behind that would be oscar versus bianca and uh if you're in the mood for fun then the anarchy in the arena match no, if, I feel like if I'm gonna watch anything from AEW, I'm gonna watch FTR because I like FTR. Yeah, and I'll watch the last two matches if I decide to do anything. And Peacock, I guess. I mean Peacock. Um, if I was gonna watch anything from Saudi, which I'm not, I'd probably just watch all of it. Okay, I mean, pretty much uh, beginning and end. It's a good show. I I liked AEW more than the WWE show. I'm gonna be honest, but. They were both really good shows. Yeah, like I feel like I would watch the AEW one. I could, I could have it on the entire time. I, w- I would give Double or, Nupper, no, Double or Nothing in 86, and I would give uh, Night of Champions in 85. Oh, wow. Like, AEW just squeaked out just because I thought there was the, the matches were more diverse, and um, but very solid on both sides. Okay. I don't know. Good time to be a wrestling fan. What a time to be alive. No, it's a terrible time to be alive. <laughs> Good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, I feel like I had one other thing to bring up, and I cannot. That this podcast is brought to you by Wooing! <laughs> Legendary flavors. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I don't know. I, I woke up today, and after I left my doctor's appointment, I just kept on saying Wooing! Like, just because of what happened there. <laughs> Were there some Wooings? You know, I, after I left, because it was in a sensitive area. <laughs> we got to wine me and dine me first. Yeah. These people have never even taken me out on a date. I'm such a cheap fucking. It's true. You're paying them. I'm paying. I'm, I'm an inverse. I am the whore in this relationship. I'm like a paying whore. Whore. Oh, Dusty, a whore. <laughs> I really feel like I had one other thing to bring up, and I. Was it Dave Mustaine's uh, Kramer Guitars? No. Is he now sponsored by Kramer Guitars? Well, Kramer and Gibson are the same company, basically. Yeah. So uh, he has Kramer Vs, and the Kramer is written out in Megadeth font. Well, Dave Mustaine Kramer shows up almost immediately. Yeah. $1,300 from Sweetwater. I mean, they're cool-looking guitars. They're stop tail, though, so it kind of doesn't interest me. Like he, Dave used to be a Floyd guy. Like, good guitars, good pickups. Like, it's just not my type of guitar. I'm not a V guitar guy. I'm more of a Warlock guy. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not a Warlock guy. I've had a Warlock for most of my life. Yeah, I know, but I've never seen you play one live. I used to play it live all the time. Yeah, maybe you did. Back in back in 2004, 2005, it was my main guitar. Would you? What other? Would you play in other states? There was in New Hampshire, yeah. No. Death Without Weeping. It was my guitar. So it's not just your main guitar, it's your New Hampshire guitar, too. Oh, I get it now. You scamp. Yeah, that's true. I finally got to use the Budweiser guitar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that treating you? It was great. I forgot to put the trem arm in before we played, so I didn't get to... I need to uh, get a new uh, locking nut for my Explorer. A collar? Yeah. Um, 
the, the pad became stripped, so I couldn't screw it in anymore, so it wasn't locking down. So do I could you, I could put it back on there, it just wouldn't lock. And do I you need a new pad? Uh, yeah. Text me to remind me when I get home. Sure. I might have a collar pad. Ooh, that would be fantastic. You were saving me $35. It, yeah. No, it's not $35. Did you go to Mr. Whammy? Uh, no, but I was trying to look up how to get parts, and I couldn't find anything. Mr. Whammy. So, okay. I think it's called Mr. Whammy. Whammy! Whammy. Champ kind. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Mr. Wham, Mr. Whammy, Mr. Whammy, bring me a wham. We, yeah, I can. Oh my god, it's maybe it's not Mr. Whammy. I'll find out what it is. I bought, I think it was like 10 bucks. Okay, whammy. I'll, I'll look into this thing cause... accessories because it, it might not be the right one, too. Yeah, oh, it's whammyparts.com. Whammy parts. It's called Whammy's Got the Shit. Parts by Make Model. Do you know the make and the model of yours? Uh, it is a collar flyer tremolo. I know that. Collar flyer tremolo. Collar flyer tremolo cam. 2330. Flyer tremolo. So you need the plate? Uh, yeah, just like one pad. The middle pad. It just became stripped and I couldn't. I can't unscrew the screw from it now. It's like locked in there. Load lever, lever pin, lever screw, tension spring, mounting screw, $1. Oh, um, nice. Come on. I know you got pads here, you fuckers. Because I have like everything else. It's in good condition except for that one pad that just became stripped. And now the, the screw is oh, stuck they don't in there. I didn't see any pads in there. That sucks for me. Uh, I think a plate is the what they call it on here. Fuck. Also, they will answer your email. I'll have to reach out to them. Yeah, it's um, I because I was trying to find pieces for the uh, for my warlock. Yeah, it would have been the same type of locking nut, except mine doesn't have like rounded, uh, uh screws they're just like flat string locks is that string lock like that exactly that yeah Yeah, six bucks oh i will i will just buy that then thank you thank you for helping a brother out i just i've had to i've had to buy so many fucking little small pieces oh me too for fucking these things like like every like I don't know how many original parts I have on any of those guitars like little like those little uh walking parts that go into the Floyd like I probably had to buy like 20 or 30 of those so fucking annoying yeah so very few like original parts left on those things um like the the whole nut uh on my Ibanez is completely replaced so uh, the only one I could find was a, a chrome one because I can find a black one. Oh, that's why that thing's chrome. Yeah. So that's a complete replacement there. Um, the I think just the pads and the washers on the vice were replaced. Uh, same thing with the the Kramer, the Gary Kramer guitar. It's just pads and wa- like all like the extra stuff, the screws. Um, and then on my 
BTK on all the way to the left, that is just an all new Floyd. <laughs> like entirely replaced. Because the other one just fucking exploded. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that when a when a Floyd Rose just breaks, it just fucking pew. Yeah, it was just I I brought it to a guitar tech who tried to fix it and he was like, even I can't do this. I've had enough of this shit. Me too. Well, we gave him an hour this week. Yeah, I was just, we we're just buying time. Did you think of what you were uh, going to bring up? No, I don't think so. I'm going to think of it right after, too, I bet. You know what? I, I just thought, was, I, I realized before this episode, I wanted to talk to you about something. Give him an, a, a little bit longer one this okay, week. We'll give him something mind. to talk about. So I want to do a, uh, a quick, like, verses on Attitude Era Belts. Okay, so my thumbs up, thumbs down, or like yeah. camera, or camera one, camera two. Basically, like I want you to pick which one you like better. Okay, and we could do three way dances too for some of them. Okay, but uh, I want to do it like title for title, so like hardcore titles, like WC- WCWs versus WWFs. Which one do you like better? <laughs> hmm, that's a good question because I feel like I like the WCW one better, but a part of that is because it's shittier. See, I think the WWF one is shittier, and I like that one better because it's shittier. Yeah, like shittier, like in, like in an embarrassing way. Oh, okay. Like I don't think the I think the WCW one's just kind of whatever. Yeah. But I I like how the WWF one's like really just a piece of shit. Like the WWF one's like uh, it's like Reagan Youth, and the WCW one's like it's like oh we're also a punk band, but it's like some forty one. <laughs> pretty appropriate which one do you which one are you taking in this like if someone's gonna give me a replica yeah probably the wcw one all right enjoy your bootleg because no official ones are made for that yeah even better uh tv title versus european title <sighs> wcw tv title Ooh, god if for the same reason i would pick the european but i do love the tv title See, this I one like was the TV title, too, but I'm going European. I think European's a better belt, but the TV title's pretty good. That's the dis- the disco one. Yeah, like okay. Booker T, Scott Stein, or Fit Finley. Yeah, I like that one. Rick Martel. Rick Martel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's very close. Uh, yeah, I love that TV title. It's got a weird top. It's sort of shaped like the uh, the pre Eagle WWF belt. Yeah, yeah. But now I want a three way. Okay. ECW tag, WWF tag, WCW tag. So we're doing like the new era ECW tag, not yeah. the Intercontinental one. Attitude okay. era, yeah, ninety-nine. Okay. okay. Um, God, probably those, but and then the w, the WWF ones. Yeah. So that's the old ones. Yeah. The demolition ones. Yep. We'll call them. And the WCW ones are the ones they pretty much had since the nineties. No, the the last ones. So like. Oh, the the Hardy Boys ones. Yeah. Well, those ones are the shittiest ones of the three. Oh no, I I love those belts. I'd probably take the ECW ones. See, for me, it's close. This one's close too, but I go WWF. That's fair. Yeah, but they. But I do love the that, ECW. That belt. credits for more than the, the attitude there, just because. I mean, that that's the uh, that was the longest tenured belt at that point. Yeah. Um, even beat out the uh, winged eagle. The tag belts. Yeah. Tag belts were introduced uh, oh, yeah. before the Winged Eagle and lasted four years after it got retired. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I probably go WWF, ECW, WCW, even though I really What like did the WWF. tag belts look like after that? 
WWF. Yeah. You had the Raw World Heavy, the World Tag Team titles with the Red Globe, and then you had the SmackDown ones, which were very similar to the the older belts, but we had like blue. It was blue and on was, there. Those the uh, those the Deuce and Domino ones. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then like the Raw ones, I didn't like at all. SmackDown. Those ones those great. are the uh, the the. Uh, the Trevor uh, Murdoch yeah, and Lance Cade, Lance Cade ones. Yeah. Okay, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a terrible time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, another three way. Okay. ECW TV, WCW US, WWF Oval Intercontinental. The Oval Intercontinental is the shittiest one of the three. I agree with that. Um. God, I I love that ECW one too, but probably the WCW one. Easily WCW US title for me. I I love that TV title. I like it, but I think the US. Title I think that all of the, like the upgrades that they made to the ECW titles were winners. Um, did you know that that TV title was originally supposed to be silver, and then RVD complained, so they made it gold. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something that he would do. Yeah. Um, and now ECW World. WCW World, WWF Big Gold. So WWF Big Gold. Yeah. Like the The one I have, the blue one, but like black strap oh. scratch logo. Okay. So the the Austin belt. Yeah. Austin Rock Foley. Um The ECW one. The Taz one. And then then just Big Gold? Big Gold for WCW and uh the big eagle for wwf i mean for me it's wcw all the way yeah i I feel like i i feel like i like the ecw one better but it's just like it has it has no history i think it has plenty of history i mean you had mike awesome taz uh steve carino had it just incredible had it it was the belt that Tommy Dreamer one kind of. <laughs> sort of. He had it for a minute. He never got to hold it. <laughs> I don't and the, think. And then Rhino beat him for yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I like that belt. That's a good belt. Perfectly fine. Uh but for WCW for me. That's fair. I mean it's also like it's the real world's heavyweight champion. Shit. Yeah. So I just wanted to do a it's actually, before narcissist. We didn't do light heavyweight versus cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cruiserweight belt was cool. Uh, so that's all I had. Yeah, that was the thing I thought of that I forgot when we were recording and just remembered now. Okay. Did you think of your thing? Nope. Uh, cool. Uh, whatever. <laughs> there's, there's so many segments we think of during the week and then just never Nothing. do them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I thought of it today. It's like, oh, it'll be easy to remember. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to say to listener before we take off? No. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. All right. Brutus.